Hello everyone, my name is Kurt Waller. Um, you can find me at actorclass.com, and that's actorclass with a K, or the wallertechnique.com, waller, W-O-L-L-E-R.com. Um, I've had a great time today with these fine gentlemen. Um, honored and grateful to be here. Please have a listen. Uh, you can check us out here. You're listening to Still Toking With on the Dorkin Podcast Network. What a cool name is that? Anyway, thanks for joining us. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Disgusting. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. But thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. You have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. 
from horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Happy Wednesday, everybody. You're watching Still Token With. My name's Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard. Well, did, did I get my promotion back? Am I still monkey? No, we took it away from you. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm yeah, chimp. you hit the wrong button, so yeah. <laughs> I'm chimp behind the keyboard. Anyway, we got an awesome show <laughs> scheduled for you today. Uh, as always, Benjamin, how's it going, my friend? <laughs> it's going good, Leo. It's going good. How you doing? <laughs> doing great, doing great. Uh, Jeffrey, my friend, how's it going? Uh, it's going good. It's been a couple of absolutely gorgeous days. I just got back from Maine. The colors were popping. Nice. It was absolutely beautiful up there. Uh, yeah. Did you, did, you, did you say that with your pinky in the air? With my pinky in the air? The colors. Well, the well colors no, I had to pull the dock, so, you know, I'll tell you what, when your sack hits that water, it's fucking cold. <laughs> I think they just dropped on the way home. Yeah, well, that's why you need to dive in head first, and then you, you know. Tell them, Leo. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jeffrey, who do we got today? Uh, we have Kirk B.R. Waller. And my first question for you, actually, is what the hell is the BR? Uh, I'm a German. First of all, uh, hello, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for thank you for having me. Wait a minute. Before I answer that question, that music that started us off before the who was the first music? Who did the first music? Like right when you went when we talked for a second, you said, "All right, you're gonna hear some music." Who did that? Scarecrow Hill. No. They did all of that. No, Scarecrow Hill did the second part. Oh, that, who did that, the first part? Yeah, who did that uh, first part, Leo? Yeah. One of the... Um, I get that from... Uh, we have an audio service that I get it from. Because I'm from Seattle, and when I started out in theater, we would have kegger parties, and what we would do is we would have great bands like Soundgarden. Jars, oh, wow. I mean, like Soundgarden, basically, and yeah. we would have a loft, and we would have a kegger party, and we'd raise money for the band and for our theater show. And so anyway, that was like fat is the way I'd call that music in the beginning. That was really cool. Nice. Um, fat. Okay. Yeah, fat. That's that's fat. It's really, yeah. really good. It's rocking. Yeah, it's thumbs up, Jeff. You know, just in case you're not up on today's lingo. It's well to a, me that would be like gnarly or Well, you know, but when I'm when you're from Seattle, when something is thick and deep like that, our term is always fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's pH. Okay. It's pH, right? P-H? I yeah. don't know what that means. P-H-A-T. No, no fat. Fat, fat was spelled with a P-H. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah true. 
All right, thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> that was really, no, really great music, but um, uh, the BR, great first question. I'm of German descent, and the tradition for the Hochdeutsch, or uh, part of the German society, is to have two middle names. So uh, I had, it's Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, and then Ramon, R-A-M-O-N. So when I started working as an actor, I decided just just to keep it. It was a little outside the box, and what the hell. But thanks. That's a good question. Well, that's why I wanted to ask you, because I'm like, what the fuck is BR? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the show is rated 18 plus, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, so it's, you know. And if Jeff okay. gets out of control, just just nod your head a couple of times, Kirk, and we'll mute his mic. No, this is great. You guys are awesome. I love it. Uh, so, so you're currently on the Chosen, is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes. yes sir. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, well, I guess let's see. Quick backstory: the the creator and producer I've known for for 20 years, over 20 years, and. A cool little backstory on that, and then I'll get to being on The Chosen, but I think context is always cool. Absolutely. Um, so uh, I had a friend of mine who was reading this uh, book called Left Behind. It was a New York Times bestseller. It was uh, basically end of times. And they decided to take uh, Left Behind and, and turn it into a film. So she... Call, she emailed me, I think, back in those days, or called me or something and said, hey, you should might want to consider auditioning for this film. It's really great and suggested a character. So I sent, I found the producers and I sent a letter, a picture and my reel to them. It was back in uh, Kentucky, I think it was. Anyway, three days later, I get a call from the producer and this guy named Dallas Jenkins and they were super excited. I had contacted them and they wanted me to be involved and, and thus began our relationship. And so since then, I've done everything, every single thing Dallas Jenkins has done. The Left Behind was written by his father, Jerry Jenkins. Wow. And so I've had a, a 20 year relationship when he first started out and we've just stayed connected ever since. His wife, they got great kids and saw them all being born, that kind of a thing. So. Uh, yes, he asked if I would like to audition for The Chosen, and I did, and it's it's crazy how successful and popular it is. Do you guys know about the show at all? Uh, no. Uh, I've never watched it. Um, <laughs> nope. no, I, I actually looked it Sorry, up. Oh, it's popular. <laughs> it's popular. Uh, I'm going to yeah. have to watch it because I love watching those types of shows. But I'm very, yeah. I don't have a lot of time. Yeah. So I, I'm very picky about which ones I watch, and this one just got added to the top of my list because I want to check it out. So, see, crazy about it. Sorry for interrupting. Oh no, no. Just worries. to give you perspective, it is the largest crowd-funded film or video project of all time. They raised ten million dollars to shoot this thing, Dallas and a couple of other guys, and. They just started filming this. It was like a blip on the screen, and it has turned into this worldwide phenomenon. Literally, it's like in 50 different languages now. I think it has 300 million views. It's a free app. You just go to the app store. It's just The Chosen. And it's the Pope's favorite show, and they were just the guy that plays Jesus, the guy that plays Jesus uh, and Dallas, they they were invited to the Vatican. They just met the Pope. It's insane. Wow. So, 
it's a yeah it's really and it's really well done it's very well written it's smart and i never knew this it's the first multi-episode series about uh the life of christ ever made there's never been about his life and so i think what people are uh, digging about it is that you it's a real look at these people as human beings right and so jesus nobody's perfect right and matthew uh, a character i deal with a lot um is on the autistic spectrum he's mm-hmm. great with numbers so it's really smart and very well done and People just really dig the show, so I'm really honored and grateful to be a part of it. Yeah. That's awesome. I have to check. How, how do you say your character's name? Gaius. Gaius. It Gaius. is Gaius. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So it uh, looks like you can watch it on uh, Peacock. Uh, it's also oh, really? on Tubi, Crackle, Crackle Voodoo. Um, but it looks like Peacock's the best way to go. Can we yeah, like I find out more about this. Ah, up above or down below. Like- I think it like at one point, no joke, it was like the fourth most popular show on IMDb and then Rotten Tomatoes. It's like a hundred or something. It's nuts. Really? Yeah. Definitely have to check that out. Yeah, it's it's really cool and it is very accurately portrayed in terms of they get they get uh, all the different denominations and religions together. And then just make sure everything is historically accurate okay. in terms of who said what and the time and the place. So it's very well researched. Dallas is, uh, I think he went to, uh, not Bible school, but he has a degree in in it, right? right. I can't think of that. Would that be right. um, bibliog- bibli? I forget the word. There's a Bib- word. Biblical college, yeah. Yeah. Based on the word too. But yeah, like he just very well read. It's smart, man. And well done and, and interesting and compelling. And wow. How many episodes are there? Uh, we shoot eight episodes a season. And so we have two seasons. So there's 16 total episodes and it's free. I mean, that's a weekend binge. Well, that's a binge. Yep. Yeah, totally. Well, binge. and I'm so glad that series are, are adopting that, you know, the whole like, you know, 27 episode arcs for a season is just, you know, crazy. When you find a good show, you want to get caught up on it. You know, it's, it's, uh, I would rather have eight, like longer, you know, uh, just six uh, to 10, six to 10, six to perfect. 10, you know, yeah. take the money that you're going to spend on 27, put it, pack it to put it, yeah, pack it into pack those it six in, to 10. Yeah. It makes Yeah. It makes perfect sense. It's a, it's a nice format, man. It's, it's, right, and then right. certainly <laughs> as actors, you know, having done so many, guest stars or recurring characters on these shows it's 24 episodes a season just like literally the show 24 right that's that's a long haul man that's right. 10 months of everybody's life and it's great everyone likes to be working but yeah it's it's a lot of work man to, to do 24 episodes <laughs> wow uh, you um you did appearances on a lot of the shows that I watched Every, religiously. I, I was going to say a lot of shows that a lot of people watch religiously. Religiously, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the CSI, X Files, Bones, Rizzoli, and Isles. I mean, I watched all of that. Oh, that's awesome, man! Because that's that's my genre. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So you, know, you like so, procedural type? Well, I get none of, not not all of those are procedural. No, you get that's a wide variety. That's a good taste <clears throat> of shows you got. Well, thank you. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I can be a little spacey like the X Files or nitpicky like Rizzoli and Isles. Right. Interesting. 
Yeah, on Rizzoli right. and Isles, I, I, I play uh, a, a guy that looks like the Pope. <laughs> yes. Yep, yep, yep. I do have a question now. How tall is she? Uh, I, which one? Rizzoli. I, my, I did. I haven't. I don't believe I had scenes with her. I don't think I no. had a scene with her. No. no sure I'll have to Google you. that because yeah. she looks really, really tall. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm not. I was just curious. Sure. Yeah. Sorry. That, that was yeah, a TBS show, right? Um, yeah, originally, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, TBS put out some really good shows as well. Yeah. So, right. so, so with all the shows that you you've been on, you've been on some awesome movies as well. Uh, uh, what would you say is uh, one that's most memorable, or, or you know, uh, one of, one of your favorites? TV shows or or films or both? TV. Well, TV. For, for TV, you know. TV. Um, boy. Well. I know it's hard to well, pick, but. No, 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 no. But it's, it's a great question, man. I'll tell you, the X-Files was uh, yes. important yes. for me in so many ways. And I'll, and I'll explain. First of all, it was one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. So I would watch that show all the time. And um, I liked it because I'm from Seattle in the Northwest. They filmed in Vancouver. I just loved the perspective that the show had. It was always outside the box and just always something interesting. And anybody who's ever believed in a conspiracy theory or anything outside the box, Chris, Chris Carter oh, yes. tackled it and dealt with it. So it was right. just so great. And I also love Duchovny's work on that so, show as an actor. I thought he was just so present and real and simple. Um, and the relationship with Jillian was really great too. I was so, going to say the same thing. The relationship between the company and, and uh, Jillian, it, it was just, it was just one of those things. It just grabbed you. Absolutely. You and know? it was just Seattle. I'm from Seattle, right? So it was kind of the, certainly when they started, it was kind of darkish, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, could just, I just felt like I was back home because the Vancouver climate is very similar to the Seattle climate climate so i just dug the show and then i went into audition for that show and i remember sitting in the fox parking lot and up up till that point i just paid a whole bunch of bad guys uh you know i don't know just a lot of bad guys and i remember sitting in the parking lot to myself and like talking to myself into it. i said you could do this kirk you know like you've worked hard you've like hopefully earned the right to be on this show so I pre- prepared very, you know, diligently, like I always do. It was off book, and I went into audition, and the director was the same guy that gave me my first job in the business on Briscoe County Junior. Oh, nice! Playing a villain. So I went in there, and I and I don't I don't think he really knew who recognized me or anything. Anyway, I did it, and I got the job. And what was great about that is that. I went from playing a whole bunch of bad guys and now I was an FBI agent. Right. And yep. so it completely changed the direction of what I, what people thought I was capable of doing. And just, it was just great to do the show period. And it was also when Robert Patrick came on, the company was trying to exit the show. So Robert mm-hmm. Patrick, who of course was in the, the Terminator, um, uh, I got to know him too. And I like knocked on his trailer the first day and I had all this homework and I all, I made decisions about our relationship. And I was like, Hey man, can I just talk to you? And he was like, come on in. 
anyway, he and I uh, built a really great relationship, and it started off as just two episodes. Mm-hmm. But everything went so well, they kept on having me back. And by the end of season eight, I think it was, I, I ended up being a reptilian alien. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the bump on the, yeah. on the back. So it was... So X-Files was great in so many ways. It allowed me multiple episodes. It was a show I loved. Everyone was cool. Mitch Pileggi was awesome. We had so much in common. It was just a great experience. You worked your like ass off. It was like 14, sometimes 16-hour days. It was really, really long. But just a great experience and great people. And again, one of those things I'm just so grateful for. It's really great. That's awesome. Wow, right. Yeah. One of my favorites. Yep. I was just gonna say the same thing. It's that's on, on in my top ten. You know, I mean, it, it yeah. took me a little while to warm up to Patrick. Mm-hmm. You know, once uh, once the company was was exiting, right. uh, it it took pro- you know a couple of episodes for me to warm up to that. But he kind of slid right into that part perfectly. They did, did a very very nice job with that. He's a really good guy too. You know, I mean, he's just a good person. And an honorable man and a, and a great dad and so forth and husband. And he was, we just had a really nice connection. And, and again, that the other part of it, and I, I know what you mean. In fact, they made the choice because uh, Kim Manners, I think it was his choice or maybe it was Chris to uh, that Jillian, as soon as throw water in his face, and I don't know if you remember that scene, but they did that because that's probably what everyone out there, mm-hmm. maybe even you, Jeff, would yep. want to do to him. He's <laughs> like, get the hell out of here. We want to covenate. Right. right. So they decided she just threw water in his face to kind of set the tone for like, all right, let's. Right, let's, right, right. Let's well, it was the way they that. did the transition, too. Right. That, that really worked. Now, they didn't try to replace him, so to speak. It was a transition of what I call, you know, a transition of power, so to speak. They, they, they didn't pull a Darren? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> what's, a, what's a Darren? Oh, uh, a really old term. Uh, in Bewitched, they replaced Darren like mid-season oh. with another actor that looked just like him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I recall Bewitched. I do recall that switch. It was weird. Yeah. yeah anytime you, really anytime weird. you have a switch like that. But then Duchovny did co- ended up coming back, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that, so, and that's because the way they wrote it and how that happened. That okay. was the only thing that kept me intrigued still and still watching X-Files. They also had the movies going, right? They, or did they just do the one movie? They just did the one. Okay. The, spe- yeah. the, the movie movie? Yeah. I yeah, as far as I know, it was just one. Yep. Yeah. And then also, like, great friendships, uh, like Dean Haglund. He's one of the, one of the, uh, the lone gunmen. Yeah. I mean, he ended up living just like we were neighbors. So we oh, used wow. to hang out and and yeah, it was just it was just a lot of fun on so many on so many levels. Great experience, great show and making good money. I, I you have to you have to acknowledge yeah. that when you're working consistently like that, it's pretty rocking as an actor. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, nice. Lone Gunman, that's something I haven't thought about in a long time. Those uh, there yeah. was what, three of them? Yep, or, and it was De- Dean was the guy with the long hair. He's actually yeah. from, I think he's he's definitely ca- Canadian, maybe even from Vancouver. I think all three oh. of those guys were actually from Canada. Now they were gonna try a spinoff series, if I remember it correctly. They pulled it yeah. because 
it the the premise was very similar to 9/11, but it happened like before 9/11. Oh, I don't, I don't recall that. That's really interesting. I, I, yeah, unless, I unless I've reading, gone crazy. I remember reading something about that. Yeah, and now Leo's going to look it up because yep, they had they does. actually had to pull it because <laughs> because of what happened. Yeah. Wow, I did. I did. I, I maybe I forgot. I forgot that. I guess. Damn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The lone Sen- senility can set in early. <laughs> yeah, I guess it started for sure. Yeah. So, so uh, the lone gunman pre nine uh, eleven, uh, it was um, which aired March fourth, two thousand one. Members of uh, the U.S. government conspired to hijack an airliner, almost hitting the World Trade Center, and blamed yep. the act on terrorists to gain support for a new profit-making war. Yeah, I'd go deeper into that, but that's getting into stuff we don't discuss. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. I remember reading all man. about that. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Who, as as most of us did. <laughs> who was writing? Was Chris writing that? Um, the, the lone gunman. He's so smart. Man. I don't know if you ask me, it was a guy named George, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I think he just did. <laughs> uh, uh, created by Chris Carter, Vince Gilligan, and John uh, Sheban. Yeah, Vince Gilligan. Yep. Yeah. He's, yeah. Okay. Wow. Excellent. So, um, you had an op- <laughs> you had an opportunity arise uh, from a very special person after a scene of yours was cut from a very very well known movie. Uh-huh. Ah, yes. Oh, you, I like the way you put that too, Jeff. That was you like that. I do. I do. I didn't bring anything up. I figured no. I, I'll let Kurt Kurt bring that up and 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 talk about exactly what I just said. Okay, so you want me to tell that story? Yeah, absolutely. It's actually, it's actually a pretty cool story. I mean, just by an actor's standards, I guess. So I was hired sight unseen based on my reel. Uh, and by the way, back to that, the reference to Dallas, I, I had just done, I had just killed Sipowitz's son on NYPD Blue. So that little piece was in the, the reel that I sent to Dallas. And I think it was right around that same time that my agent had submitted me for a Steven Spielberg film. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know. He just, I just get a call one day and he said, you've been hired by Steven Spielberg. I'm like what? Says, yeah, yeah. You're gonna do a, a film called AI, and it's one day, and you're playing a, 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 a cop in the future, and that's all I got. So interestingly enough, I was shooting a football film with Dallas Jenkins in Mobile, Alabama, right at the time that I was supposed to do the Spielberg film, and the production was really cool. They let me leave Alabama to fly back to shoot this one scene with Spielberg. And so I show up on set, uh, rainy day, Warner Brothers, and I, they give me my cost. I've never met him. I don't know what the heck's going on. It's a one day thing. I got no script. I have no material. I have no, I've, I have no idea. I'm like waiting around my trailer. Like I have no, where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? And I remember being in the makeup trailer and I sat next to Jude Law and he turns to me and he says, do I look like I'm a robot or something like that? And I said, yeah, the makeup's really good, man. So we chatted a little bit. Anyway, went back to my trailer. They brought me on set. 
Oh, imagine a whole Hollywood soundstage at Warner Brothers filled with neon lights and women wearing next to nothing. Sounds like fun to me. Yeah. It was very intense to say. Who needs a script with that? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, True. (laughs) I was going to say something, but I'll leave it. That's okay. (laughs) Focus, Jeff. Focus. Okay. Uh, But here's what's a trip about it. It was called Rouge City, and it was this futuristic city, of course, because AI took place in the future. But as soon as we got on set, Sergio, which is uh, Steven's first AD, made a speech to all of us and talked about the seriousness of um, uh, uh, sexual harassment on set. Mm-hmm. And that, look, it's a very serious thing. Da, 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 da. It was like the first time I had ever heard anybody make such a clear. So basically it made everyone, it made it very clear, like we all got to be professional in here. And there are gorgeous women models just like walking around. So anyway, that was interesting in itself. So then I finally go over there. They bring me over. And then Steven Spielberg comes walking up and he goes, all right, we're just going to shoot this thing. And, you know, you're just the cop and you just just stop him. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And, and then he just walks away. <laughs> and I thought, um, OK, I, I, yeah, I didn't I, see. I, I was I was like, what am I? All right. So then I said, all right, I got to go talk to him. So (laughs) like five minutes later, I went up to him and I said, okay, I want to understand what you're looking for. So I talked to him a little bit. He goes, yeah, yeah, that that sounds great. But very little. So then uh, he didn't give any clear specifics. All of a sudden, the camera was rolling and I saw Jude Law coming with Haley Joel Osment. They're coming towards me. I just decided to do what I wanted to do. I said, he's not giving me any direction. I'm just going to take the, I don't, you know. That's what he wanted. Yeah, here's an opportunity. Just go for it, man. Right. So it's just, uh, I just did what I wanted to do. And he ran his interference and Haley Joel went off to the side. Anyway, we did the take and Spielberg comes running out like from the darkness. That was amazing. That was great. Let's, Let's do that again. And so we did it again, and I changed it a little bit and did some other stuff. And he goes, oh, that was even better. Like, oh, wow, blah, blah, blah. So I was feeling pretty good about that. Um, and then so that was it. We were done. And I was, uh, we did it two or three times maybe, and I was heading back to, to I had to fly back right. uh, to Alabama. And this is where it gets interesting. So as I'm starting to leave, Spielberg, the man himself, comes up to me and he says, uh, do you have to leave right now? Uh, no. He says, all right, come on over here. And so he invites me to the next set on that same soundstage. And he's he going have, have a seat. So now I'm sitting next to Steven Spielberg. Like he's got the director's chair and I'm sitting in a chair and I'm wondering myself, what the hell am I doing here? I, I just was so surreal, right? Right. And so I'm sitting there and he's talking. He goes, hey, where did, where did you train as an actor? And I explained, I trained with Sanford Meisner. And he goes, oh, I've heard about Meisner. And, and he's a legendary acting teacher, blah, 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 blah. Sorry, I'll wrap up this long-winded story. Now we, uh, we, we love it. We love it. Yeah, we're enjoying right, it. Cool. Uh, and, and so then a couple of minutes later, he says, you want a cigar? Like, uh, 
no thanks, I don't I don't smoke. And so he lights up a cigar. And we're just we were just like chit chatting for hey Kathleen Kennedy, one of his main producers. Hey, this is Kirk Waller. He just uh, did a scene. Da 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 da. Nice to meet you. So he's like introducing me to everyone. Haley Joel Osment is sitting there, and then Haley's dad is right behind me, and I start talking to him, and I'm like sitting in this insane inner circle having no idea why I'm there. And so more chit chat, more talk. And then at one point he turns to me and he says, um, how would you like to play a cop in another movie? I said, uh, I'd be honored and grateful. Thank you. And he says, great. You're my first pre time cop. The film's called Minority Report. We're going to go in the spring. Mm-hmm. Like, like, wow. Thank you. And so a little bit more chit chat. And then I, my flight was leaving. So I did have to excuse myself, which was weird in itself to excuse yourself from I gotta go. Right, <laughs> right, right. Uh, but yeah, we, we shook hands and I thanked him, of course, profusely, and then left. And I was, my head was in such a tailspin. I did that just happen? I I just couldn't believe that just happened to me. Right. I, right. I was, and 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 by the way, backtracking. When I got the news that I got the job with Spielberg out of the blue. The first thing I did was I went inside and I cleaned my toilets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And okay, you, that's just really weird. Nervous anxiety. Yeah. No, but what it was is I got to keep myself grounded and real here because that. Okay, there you I go. Never, I get it. I said to myself, I got to. I need a reality check here. So I went inside and cleaned the toilets and, and it just kept it real and kept me centered and balanced. But anyway, from cleaning the toilet to being on set to being offered minority report, which of course we then did in the spring. Right. Just what a journey, man. Right. Uh-huh. But didn't, um, didn't, didn't Mr. Spielberg actually keep you grounded? What happened? What happened to your, uh, uh, your scene in AI? I got cut out. Right. <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So I remember going in the movie and I'm like, uh, what happened? And I remember going to the movie while we were shooting Minority Report and he came up to me and goes, oh, Kirk, I'm sorry, man. I, I, I had to cut you out of AI and da 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 da. I'm like, no, no worries. So yeah, I was cut, literally cut out of AI. And then to make it more interesting, not worse, but more interesting, is most of the stuff that we did for Minority Report. You have to remind, uh, remember, we were pre-crime cops. Mm-hmm. So there were seven of us, including Clay, one woman, and Tom. And we shot like weight, you know, like ready room, lifting weights, all this cool stuff. It all got cut. So it was right. supposed to be everybody's big break. And now if you watch it, I, I look like a glorified extra, even though I was there for three months and <laughs> an amazing experience. But yeah, well, don't it, blink. It's, no, it's, it's just crazy, it's though, how... Glorified extra. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> if you go back and think of it, you know, how like it's, it's dominoes, it seems like, you know, it, it's uh, it's like dominoes, you know, your career. One thing leads to another, leads to another. Like you mentioned, you know, starting off with Bresco County Jr. And that led to you meeting Dallas, I believe, correct? Uh, Brisco County, no, it was, uh, Dallas was from a friend who had mentioned the movie Left Behind being filmed. Okay. And then I sent my picture resume in real, but Brisco County was the director of that, Kim Manners, and I think he was part of the Mickey Mouse Club, actually. Kim Manners, if you look that up, uh, 
uh, God bless him, he recently passed away, or maybe it's five, six, seven years now, but um, he hired me for my first sort of co-star in television. It was Briscoe County Junior. And then all those years later, he was directing the X-Files. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. we don't pay attention. No, he's looking that up. Yeah, but it, it's, it's still the same thing is, is you know, uh, one connection leads to another. It's all about networking and, you know, is, yeah, uh, is. you know, I'm a firm believer everything happens for a reason. So it's just you met the right. right people that led to, you know, other things. Well, exactly. I mean, look at Jeff and I. I mean, we, we created the comic book. We met you, Leo, at one of our first cons. Yeah, I don't know ago. what you and did. And here we are three years later and we're up here virtually live, you know, on 12 platforms worldwide. With Mr. Waller. Yeah, I, I gotta know? say, man, like, if, I, I just think it's so, like, we're all, uh, now I'm gonna get philosophical here. If, like, if you're a good person and you work hard and you're good at what you do and you just, like, success is your only option, it's, it's all gonna come around, man. Good people connect with good people and then other good things happen as a result. So, right. I think yeah. it's critical. We just lost. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Either either his iPad got a phone call, <laughs> <laughs> or he's been having issues with some sort of internal timer. See, I, I hate when that happens. Yeah, we were just talking about that. <laughs> Kirk goes, I think we lost Jeff. This is the first guest we've ever had that actually acknowledged the fact that we lost you. Yeah, normally they're like, great, he's gone. <laughs> Really? I'm joking. Well, well, now that Jeff interrupted everything, it's a perfect time, Leo. Where can they uh, find out more about our guest? Uh, definitely. Uh, you know, it, you know, Kirk has a uh, a uh, acting uh, studio as well. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. But you can find everything about him up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. Uh, should I play the? Uh, yes, yeah. That's, uh, that's yep. why I pulled it out. Okay. Cool beans. Uh, it's prospect, I believe, as well. Yeah, do Prospector yep. and um, Prospector and the hot sauce. Okay, here Please. we here we go. This is more. Did you know around 83% of Americans with disabilities are unemployed? We are changing that. The Prospector Theater is a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to providing competitive and integrated employment for adults with disabilities through the operation of a first-run movie theater in Ridgefield, Connecticut. We greet, seat, and treat our audiences to the best, most accessible movie-going experience in the world. Hollywood blockbusters, delicious gourmet popcorn, and one-of-a-kind pink glove service. Join us for a movie and see our sparkle in action. For more information or to purchase tickets, visit www.prospectortheater.org. And if you check the show notes, uh, you'll find more about our sponsor. But I put something new in the chat. There's something called a smart page. You click on that, and it has all the links for all our sponsors, all our friends for the show as well. A lot of awesome information there. Uh, but yeah. also hot yeah. sauce. Yeah. Before you go into the hot sauce. Yeah. You forgot to tell our guest that we were going to commercial. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's He's awesome. like, oh, wait, is there more music? You guys are awesome. No, it was great. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh... Just one more quick one, and then we're going to come back and talk to yeah. Kirk about so much more. 
Yeah, cool beans. Uh, ben, that's a very cool thing. Your sponsor, what an amazing thing they're doing, man. That product it's fantastic. Theater. Yeah, it is. Dude, that's that's just incredible. They've actually, go. before we get into the next quick commercial, I'll just touch on it. They've gone from not just being a theater, but the owner of the theater bought a 117 acre. She called it a farm. We got to actually go film out on on the farm. It's a wildlife retreat. And she's doing the same thing out there with um, adults with disability and teaching them how to how to get maple syrup. They're like producing maple syrup and they're, you know, working different parts of the land and nature. And it's it's, it's phenomenal. Just, it's just an that's amazing, just, amazing uh, group of people. Yeah. That's like that's off the chain, man, to give back like that. That's uh, man. That just does a lot for my heart. That's amazing. And uh, they're your sponsor. One of yes, one of yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we we can touch on that real quick um, before Leo. Why don't you just run that run that next? Uh, yep, uh, real quick. I'll just just way. real quick. Speaking of giving back, I haven't heard back from them. Uh, they they opened up my job at work, so uh, you know definitely. Oh okay. I'll yeah. reach out. I'll reach oh, out. Okay. To, yeah, we'll we'll reach out to them. Yep. Here uh, and hot sauce. Here we go. That was awesome. <laughs> and that's our exclusively blended hot sauce. You guys make it. No, actually, uh, Silk City Hot Sauce makes it for us, uh, but that's exclusive for us. That's it's our brand. It's our brand. Yep. It's our brand. Yes. And how hot is hot? Six. It's I about a, six, a seven. Yeah, I say six point five. Great. No, I love hot sauce. That sounds good. So. Um, as Leo said earlier, you know, the domino effect, everything, you know, leads into something else. Like we had mentioned backstage, Jeff and I did the comic book series um, and we were blessed to become friends with Bill Diamond from Diamond Productions down in New York. Bill Diamond's best known for all his work with Jim Henson. Oh, wow. So he's known as the great American puppeteer. He's a three time Emmy Award winner for it. Um, just really loved everything we did with the comic and actually took us on as a TV series. In filming down there, a friend of his, George, brought his adult son with a disability to the studio. Very great people. And that's how we all made the connection back to the prospector. And wow. we actually did a whole show on the prospector, and they became one of our sponsors. And then we got, like I said, we got to go down and film on um, the, what we call it, a wildlife retreat. Right. But um, wow. they're doing, they're doing amazing, oh, it's phenomenal amazing stuff that she is doing. Phenomenal. Yeah. What is, what is her background? Well, she's she's also um, you know an adult with disabilities. Uh, she grew up. Uh, oh my gosh! Um, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Take yeah. care so, of her sister who had a disability. Right. And she, right. Wait a minute. She, the woman that, that runs it, has a disability of her own and then took yes. care of a sibling with disability? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Her name's uh, Valerie Jensen. Yeah. Wow. She has dedicated her life to basically get adults with disabilities out on their own. So she try, she gets them to start their own businesses. She helps them. Yeah, helps yeah. them move forward, gets them out into the workforce. And I, I, I believe it's about 80, 85% of all of the employees at the Prospect of Theater are adults with disabilities. Wow. Yeah, and, and it's not just the theater. I mean, they have, we got to tour the theater. I mean, they have a full um, media department where they make their own commercials for the Prospect of Theater. They actually have an embroidery They have a full department. graphics department. Yeah. The whole I mean, nine it, yards. It's unbelievable. It's, yeah, it's, it's wow. definitely, if you're out in the Connecticut area, I would say, you know, it's worth stopping in. I think it's Ridgefield, Connecticut. It's worth stopping in, even just to take in a show. Oh, absolutely. Just, just for the atmosphere inside. It's one of the nicest it, theaters I've ever been in. But it's the, it's theater, stage, not film. No, oh, film. no, no. Film. This is a, it's movie a movie theater. theater. It's a movie theater. So yes. what oh, yeah, with popcorn and concessions. And uh, first, first run yeah. movies. Yeah. Oh, yep. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's I'd, phenomenal. Yeah, I'd go there to see all my movies. That That's amazing. What a great... What yeah. a great thing. Wow. When, we, go, when, we, when we got the tour, I know, because I want to get back to you, but when we got no, the no, tour... No, no. This is way more important than me. Well, it I is. agree, but the show is designed to be about our guest. It's cool, but like this kind of a cause, I mean, if, if the four of us, well, I'll speak for myself, can do anything, you guys are clearly right. doing it, can do anything to, to give back and to help, then... Totally. Man, that, that's what it's all about. Man. Right. Right. Yeah. right. And right. Th that's why I brought up, uh, you know, my job's hiring. So uh, definitely yeah. if you can reach out to their, you know, media department. Yep. You know, it's uh, definitely, you know, give somebody a, a, a chance. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I'll send, I actually jotted that down. I'll, I'll send Munchie a, uh, an email tomorrow. Cool beans. Yep. Just yeah, Munchie Munch, will Munch, be all over that. Nice. You should be. Yeah, um, they just posted a job today, so. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, uh, so actorclass.com, we have the link in the show notes. Uh, Kirk, and you that's have... with a K, not a C. Yes. Correct, as an homage to my German heritage, because right? Kla Klasse, class is with a K in German. That's correct. Uh, you got some awesome students here, uh, but um, when did you start the class? Uh, okay, I realize I talk, I, I weave too much of a long story, so let me see if you keep Absolutely this not. No, nope. all good. Not. You got three no. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in no rush here, so tell it how, how you want, you know. <laughs> no, no. Uh, okay, the most real version is um, got divorced four years ago. Uh, at that time, I was running a very successful baby business, believe it or not. My ex-wife and I invented baby products. My father's a mechanical engineer, so I've always had an engineer mind. And we, we came up with some baby products that didn't exist. We got patents on those products, created a business that was wildly successful. So after separating and the divorce, I gave her the baby business and, and had to honestly ask myself, what, what am I going to do now? Like what's, 
what, what do I have that's for sale or what do I have to offer, if, if anything, like just a real deep, as you can imagine, soul searching time, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I realized is the thing I probably know the best, even though I never really thought about it, was not only the, the business of acting, but the craft of acting. And so running this very successful baby business for like eight years, I, I learned a lot about business and backing track. I was the president of my business school uh, at Cal State Hayward. So I was supposed, I had a job offer out of college at 25. It was like a 30, this is 1985. So it was like a $35,000 job, fast track management for Clorox. And I was the president of my business school and I was like, that was the path. My parents are German immigrants. I went to school and soon basically went to college. But my dream since eight was to be an actor. So I dropped everything, much to the chagrin of my family, moved back to Seattle and started to pursue an acting career. Um, at any rate, um, I, I just realized, I know I went off on a tangent there, but when I was divorced, trying to figure out what I had to offer, it was really my understanding of the craft of acting and also the business of acting. So running the baby business combined, how can I put those two things together? Sort of business, savvy, intelligence, or hard work there, and acting. So I came up with actor class. And the idea was kind of revolutionary at the time, and that was online acting classes. And you know how I was thinking of Bezos and, and, you know, like Uber. What did Uber do? There's always been people who needed a ride. And there's always people that could give you a ride. All they did was create an app yep. to hook those people up. Yeah, because Uber does not own a car. It, it, which is insane when you think about it. It is insane if you think about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's so smart. But Bezos did the same thing. There's always been people who made stuff. And we all buy stuff. All Bezos did was master fulfillment, mm -hmm. getting it to me at my doorstep oh, in yeah. a day or two. Well, and, and the crazy genius. I'm sorry. Uh, no. And the crazy thing is the Amazon, uh, like, like shopping part of it, that is just gravy for them. Cause that's not their core business. Not anymore. But no, it started right. off with books. Oh yeah. It started from yep. Seattle too, you know, so my back door is where Amazon started. And so that's, I was looking at these guys going, what, what can I do that's, and so my idea was actor class was going to be the same thing. And that is where I have all these amazing working actor friends, right? These guys that have been doing it for 30 plus years who are amazing. They're not stars. People just see them all the time and they kind of recognize them, but they don't know who they are. But these people have been mastering what they do for decades. And these people, most of the time as actors, you're not working, right? You're just, you're between a job or if you do a guest star, you work three of the seven days. It's just, there's a lot of downtime. Mm -hmm. So my idea was these people have all this knowledge and, and intelligence. And then everywhere I go, hey, where did you train? And I want to be an actor. How do I do it? And I just thought, you know what? I'm going to create a platform to just hook these people up. Working actors, good people that understand the craft, who are making a living at it, talking to people all over the world who want to learn how to be an actor. And it's sort of, the philosophy is like a mentorship. Like, you know, in Japan, if you wanted to sort master sword builders, like 
you would go train with the guy that had been making swords for 60 years. Mentorship, one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. Here's how you heat the blade. Here's, And so I love that concept. And so I thought, I'll do this online. That's how I can connect people in Hollywood with people anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And so I built this website. I built a custom classroom and thought about how to market. And I was working with a consultant and... I was still dealing with the separation and divorce. I was remodeling my house. I just had to get my mind clear, I guess. I needed to bang things and build stuff to get my mind straight. Um, and I opened the doors in the beginning of 2020, and then two months later, COVID hit. And then every acting teacher who's ever taught an acting class in any studio in the world was teaching on Zoom. So my revolutionary cool idea just went right out the window. <laughs> uh, and then now all teachers were doing it. So it became about more like market share as opposed to being the only mm -hmm. one doing it. And so, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm slowly building it um, and just doing exactly that where we have uh, working actors, working with people who want to learn how to act. And I never intended to, to mentor myself, but I'm doing that and I'm working with people one-on-one -on -one and it's, it's great. My students are, are working and... I meet just like this, mm -hmm. you know, right. during the week, and uh, it's it's really really cool, man. I, I just never thought I'd do it because, you know, I was always under the philosophy that those that can't teach, and those that do just do, right? But I, I got over myself and 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 I'm doing it, and I and I love it. It's really great. So there's like you can do we can work with these people one on one, and there's once a month on Saturdays. It's a group. It's like 15 bucks. It's like right, nothing. Right. Yeah. Right. Hey, for everybody out there, just because you take his class doesn't mean you're going to be a successful actor. It don't fucking work that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, it don't. <laughs> Actually, it's really, really true, Jeff. Like that to me was a big deal when I when I thought of this is I didn't want to um, like give people false dreams. There's there's no guarantee for, no. for anything in life. And it, what it, but here's the difference is I think I believe that if you work hard enough and long enough, you will work as an actor. And you just have to get better. Like I was just, I didn't know what I was doing in the beginning. I was crap, right? So I had to learn. I just dogged determination. I just would never give up. So it's not the most talented people that work. It's the people who work hard to be good at what they do. And they do it long enough, and then people start recognizing it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and there's, well, and there's one word that describes all of those people and, and, and why it does work, and that's passion. Well said. Well yep. said, Jeff. That's, yeah. Passion, I, if, I could, if I may include one word, an additional word, it's discipline to go with it. Disciplined passion. Hmm, my oh. wife might like that. That sounds like a good company name. <laughs> right? I was going to say that could be in the next hot sauce. Wow. Yeah, Disciplined. Do I need to grab the domain of that? But, you know, what you say is true for just about any aspect of your life, you know, yes. it is, you know, you, you put in the hard work, you're, you're determined. Uh, like for myself back in 2012, my career, like, took a nosedive the whole uh um uh when the economy crashed i lost an amazing career uh and i took well, a, is it is it okay for me to ask what you were doing uh, i was uh doing it and uh um digital marketing 
Uh, so yeah, I, I just made it to IT manager. Uh, I was managing three locations, huge t-shirt business, but they relied on a government contract. And then with the economy, everything crashed. Uh, but anyway, you know, after that, you know, I, uh, took a, a marketing job, you know, bottom of the level just to work my way up nine years. And I, I'm now back at where I was back in 2012. And it just, you know, it, it, it's, it's definitely a lot of hard work and just, you know, keep on going at it. And, uh, you know, it's not luck. It's just, you know, just keep on working. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, and like with a guy like me, I find that, you know, passion, your passion can change and what you're passionate about can adjust. Oh, totally. Because yeah. you'll find a new path. You don't let go of what, you know, what your passion was before, but you can tend to refocus. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I blame shithead up there in the corner for a lot of what I'm dealing yeah. with right now <laughs> because it's a newfound passion that I didn't even know existed. And, and your newfound passion is, is this? Well, it's it's the comic book. It's the filming. It's I never wanted to do these live shows. You know, I was talked into it. I, I, I always will give something a go. You know what I mean? But now I am, I'm, I enjoy it. I don't know if my guests enjoy me being there, but, you know, <laughs> well, I enjoy um, you, being here you know, I, have, I, I now have a lot of fun with it. So it's a newfound passion because I'm a woodworker by heart. I like to play with wood. So, like I build like I built a lot of my own furniture. Are you talking about that? Like, oh, build? yeah, I'm a furniture builder. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I just made some really cool stuff. I took old pallets and made a uh, wicked coffee table and some other stuff. I'm about to make a, a new dining room table. I love it. Oh, wow. We got to connect. Yeah, yeah you guys should connect. Jeff, yeah. Jeff is a uh, he's a master uh, craftsman. He actually trained me in the construction field. We've been friends for 36 years. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah. yeah, he got out of the trades and started making furniture. And I'll tell you. I, well, I went I went to work for a company uh, making 18th century reproductive uh, reproduction Victoria furniture. Oh my God, that sounds awesome! You got to send me some pictures, man. I'd love to see to see that. Um, have, do you use a lot of like repurposed wood? I, I try things. to. I try to use a lot of repurposed wood. Uh, it can be hard to find. Yeah, you know what I mean. It can be hard to find. One of the things that makes me sick to my stomach is when I see people painting a 150 year old solid walnut or yeah. solid mahogany hutch because they want it puke green. No, no, no. It's Cape Cod blue. Cape Cod blue. Cape okay. Cod blue. You Which know. is similar to Pete Green, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll connect after the show's over because I'd I'd love to talk to you about wood. Awesome. And I just wanted to say too, Leo, uh, it's a it's a philosophy that I try to live by. Um, in terms of the hard work and the discipline, uh, and the passion that Jeff was talking about, and that is, it's a Zen Buddhist philosophy that says simply this: great faith, great doubt, great effort. So no matter what I do in my life, I always have great faith it's going to succeed. And I also have great doubt that it won't. And you can be negative. But at the end of the day, the only thing I have control over is my effort. Yep. And if mm -hmm. I just keep going, 
and keep working hard. It's a philosophy I've put as, as an acting career as well, is I'm just going to keep going. Effort. It's all about effort. If I stay there and I stay focused, it all falls into place. Yep. about the effort? Totally agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually one of the reasons why I got the promotion that I just got. And I know I'm going to harp on this for a minute. but <laughs> Congrats, uh, man. Way to go. Thank you. Uh, but they said that's actually one of the reasons why they offered me the job was because since the three years I've been there, whenever there's been need for extra work or something like that, I'm always the first person to raise my hand, you know, and just, you know, working late, just trying to get, you know, whatever needs to get done. And it's just... Uh, yeah, they, they said You that. know what that's called? That's called willing to do what it takes. Exactly. Yeah, man. That's, that, that's not just with your with your job either. You, that's you, do, you, that, you do that with the marketing. Yeah, you do that's that how you our, built you this do, network. Right, exactly. You know? That's a, but what's interesting, you know, I have a son, he's 14. He's a great kid, budding scientist. No, good luck I, with I, that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll need it. <laughs> uh, but... I think what's important, what I, in other words, I think people have lost touch. Maybe the younger gen, he works really hard, so I'm not necessarily saying him, but if I look around me with all this social media and all this other stuff, people like instant gratification. I'm not saying anything new here, but like Mm. people, like you got to work hard. People don't get in these positions of popularity even without working hard or authority or Mm -hmm. whatnot. And I think. We, you know, for the for the younger folks out there, man, it's like work, work, work hard, man. Work well, they, what, it doesn't what happen they, easy or overnight, right? What, what, you know, they're promoting the people that instant, instant fame. Yeah, and it's showing the younger generation that you don't need to work hard. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's one of the not going to work. Yeah, yeah. Re- re- reward without effort. You know, right? You can't, you can't do that. You know what I mean? It's not. That's just not how it goes. So, and on top of that, if it does go, it doesn't last. No, right? No, that's the proverbial flash in a pan. Yep, yep. The, so, the one hit wonder. One hit wonder, flash yeah. in a pan. There's and nothing I, wrong with a one hit wonder. No, nope. And there's nothing wrong with somebody necessarily getting instant fame or something. I'm just saying that, like, really, life is about working hard and and seeing things through and it's it's it takes time to achieve things that you really want and when you do it that way they last well i think the i think the key to that is you know if you hook up and and all of a sudden you're it's instant fame that flash in the pan then you're gone use that to help as many people as you can well so and, and you know yeah. don't just disappear don't try and become re-famous. Help people because you were able to do it. You got lucky, uh, you know. So help people, uh, you know, do what they want to do. I think I think that's really, you know. But but too many of these people, I think they focus on, oh, well, I did it once, I can do it again. No, don't do it again. Help somebody <laughs> else do it. Well, do it right. again, but help somebody else do it at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I do, man. And and like like the prospect, you know, giving back and really helping, it's really, it's so important, man. We, we can all get caught up in our lives and our careers and, and what we want to achieve, but, uh, you know, yeah, slow down and, and, and take a look. So I, I really agree. Giving back is, is critical no matter what. And I also think that if your success 
um, is it's earned, then you're more settled into it too. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, it doesn't fill your head with unrealistic expectations. Like, and I think that part's really good too. Right. Totally Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Well said. Um, See how we, we go all over the place on this show. We love it. <laughs> you know, well, I, I mean, that, that was a little bit of philosophy right there. Oh, yeah. No, I, I totally enjoyed it. You know? yeah. And I and I know our viewers are enjoying it because they're still here. And <laughs> I hope everybody that listens to this down the road on, on the 19 podcasting platforms enjoys it as well. Huh? So, yeah, man, work hard. <laughs> so uh, real quick, the, the group service uh, for actor class. Again, with a K, and link is in the show notes up above or down below. Uh, so is it a group service you have every Saturday, or does somebody need to come to you as a group? Like, you know, hey, I have three friends joining with me. Uh, we want to do the group service. Is it something like that, or is it just, you know, you have a group of people already? I really appreciate you asking that question because I think I went off on, on tangents here. But the basic structure of actor class right now, it's two things. The first Saturday of every month, a rotating cast of working actors come in for a two-hour seminar in our virtual classroom. It's not Zoom, it's my own classroom that I custom built. You, It's two-hour, and the mentor will talk about first, well, it's two hours, and then whoever wants to sign up is the group. It's 15 bucks a month. It's like ridiculous to hear somebody for two hours who's working and doing what you want to do. It's really, I, I didn't want to gouge anybody and I just thought it would be a great yeah. way to help, help others get a start at least. Um, yeah, because, because they say, you know, most actors are like waiters before they're actors. So they can yeah. make that $15 in tips. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. I mean, right. It's, it's, it's really, really true. And, and I think it, it's affordable and it gives you a window yeah. into how the people who are really doing it are doing it. And they're, I make sure they're always really good people. Most of them are my friends uh, that I've accumulated over the years as, as, you know, working um, as an actor. And so the group just is there. It's a two hour, very much like this. The mentor talks a little bit about their life, how they got where they got. And then they usually have a great piece of advice like uh, Omid Tahi, he's, he's now uh, Baby Yoda's doctor on uh, Oh yeah, Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's a friend I've known him for years, and he worked for Mally Finn, was one of the biggest casting directors in the last. Well, Leo just got a Woody. I could tell. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Over what the Mandalorian? Oh no, I I know the character. I know the thing. Yeah, but I know the character you're talking about, and they just tied that into uh, another series as well. That particular uh, doctor, because they're they're part of the. Um, they work with clones and uh, yeah, people think it's going to lead to something much bigger with like Palpatine and stuff like that and Baby Yoda. Yeah, very cool stuff, yeah. but I, sorry, dork out there. No, it's great. He's, he's actually, I don't should I say something? I don't know. Well, he's shooting something right now. Yeah, they just started filming Mandalorian season three. There you go. Yeah. So he's yep. d- doing a, well, at any rate, he worked for Molly Finn. He's seen thousands of auditions. So his, when he took, spoke to the group, it was about the art of auditioning, what to do when you go. I mean, he literally saw thousands of auditions with one of the best casting directors in the last 50 years. So every mentor has something to offer. And then we opened it up to a Q&A. 
and you can ask whatever you want of, of this working actor. So it's a really, really great format. That's and then really those cool. teachers, those mentors are then available one-on-one. -on -one. And you can mm -hmm. just book them for an hour. Nice. And you can talk about... Le Leo's looking at you. Yeah, Leo's like, I'm going to book him for an hour just so I can say <laughs> hi. Right. Oh, yeah. There have been people that have done that, not just to say hi, but that are actors that really want his insight. I mean, he right. really is. Right. He's a great guy. He's a friend. He's a neighbor, actually, too. So, um, And so then any of those mentors, you can then hire one-on-one. -on -one. There's a, on the same website. You can just book them for an hour. And, uh, and you can learn the craft of acting. Every mentor is a little different. Like I'm not sure Omid would teach the craft of acting from the ground up, but he helps you. He will help you with auditions. He will help you with uh, career advice. Um, I do those two as well as giving you a solid foundation and a technique. I trained for over 15 years and I trained with Sanford Meisner who trained people like Bobby Duvall and Gregory Peck and yeah. Diane Keaton and all kinds of people. He's one of the greatest acting teachers of the last hundred years. Strasburg and anyway, that's another conversation. But um, I give I give everyone that I work with a solid acting technique that they can apply no matter what. So many uh, teachers nowadays they just kind of direct you. They don't give you a technique that you can use over and over again that you can apply to anything from film, TV, or stage that you can use it's not acting is not a mistake it is very well thought out and there's a method to it not the method but there's a technique and there are things that you do every single time that will allow you to excel and you have to have a technique and as a man who works with wood you got to know what you're doing mm -hmm. when, you play, when you play with that wood not play with it when you work with it it's there's a technique <laughs> well, <play> to it. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah okay that's another road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a whole nother show. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, uh, but um, um, so but no, you're right. It, you know, in one of the things I want, yeah. yeah, one of the things right. I wanted to say was that you know, there's I, there's a lot of people out there that uh, you know, oh, you know, I I've made it. You know, I got this role or or I accomplished this, and you know, now I've made it. No, it doesn't work that way. Not even close. You know what I mean? You can make it, but you got to keep on making it. Yep. You got to keep on friggin' doing it because if you don't, you're going to be a has been. Every time you audition as an actor, you 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 either you're going to either succeed at doing it or not. That's what's amazing about it, like sword building. It is a craft that you work get up every day and try to master. And your ass is on the line every single time you do that and when you're on set every single take. Like it this is something that you it's like a it's a lifetime pursuit. And so, yeah, you never make it. And I had a really, my other great mentor, other than Sanford Meisner, was a guy named Alan Vinton. I remember when I started booking guest stars, he was like, this is cool, but just remember, it might not last forever. So be smart with your money, save your money. There's going to be hills and peaks and valleys. And it was such amazing, amazingly great advice. Right. And I've done that right. ever since because you right. think, oh, I've made it. That's no, why you I can clean, never that's stop. Why I clean the toilet. After right, you, you can never stop right. working. You know what I mean? I mean, look at, yeah. uh, you know, I, 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 I'm going to bring it up only because it's relevant, but look at what William Shatner just did. What did he just do? Well, he just went to space. When did you know what I mean? Captain Kirk just went to space. 
When did he do that? Uh, today, right? Today? Yeah, they, they oh, had no actually. idea. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he, he went up on the penis rocket. He went, he went up on uh, Bezos' rocket. It's the penis rocket. Oh. Say it. You know, the, yeah, the, the, penis. Yeah, the penis rocket. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, I mean, 50 years of being the guy known for going where no man has gone before finally went to space. That is friggin' awesome. You know what wow. I mean? And I, I watched it, uh, you, know, when, you know, after I got home, I watched the rerun of it, and this guy literally came out of the capsule in tears. Wow. You know what I mean? Because he, a lifelong career, and I think he finally felt fulfilled. like it was real and it was fulfilled. Mm-hmm. My son and I are watching a great documentary we finished watching on Netflix about the first all-civilian space flight with SpaceX. Mm-hmm. And it's a really great five-part series. So it's the same thing, yeah. Like, like all of us being able to go to space at some point, and him being able to fulfill that—that's just oh, mind-blowing. It to was me. it was absolutely phenomenal because I mean, that's what Star Trek was all about. That's what William Shatner is known for. Yeah. So to bring him up there, especially at ninety years old. Is he ninety? Yeah, ninety. He's the oldest person ever to go to space. That's such wow. a trip. I didn't you know, know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. It just reminds me. I remember, I mean, my son is now 14. Maybe when he was five or six, he went to this place called Karate Kids. And then they had this Saturday, like, testing thing. And who was sitting there right next to me? William Shatner. And his grandkid was getting tested, too. And he just sat there with, like, a bomber jacket and, like, the shades on. But there he was. Right. And so it's so cool to think, well, not only that he's in the neighborhood, which is still a trip to me, that where you just see these people at the store sometimes, but that right. he was able to do that in his lifetime is friggin' awesome. I'm moving you know, to yeah, Seattle. I'm moving to Seattle <laughs> to Kirk's neighborhood. No, 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 I'm in L.A. Oh, you're in L.A.? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, then I'm moving to L.A. to your neighborhood because... <laughs> no, like- you don't want to live in L.A. I've seen the roads out there. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, I walk everywhere. It's all good. Yeah. Besides, if you drive, you don't see him. That's true. <laughs> you so know, that's so, really cool. I didn't know that William Shatner did that. That I'm happy for him. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. Um, uh, it was a very, very heartfelt moment for somebody that spent his life pursuing his dream, and it and and his acting career, in my opinion, actually became a reality. He oh, went to space. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see. You know, and I, I just think that was just so, so awesome. What a, what a you know, great... And he was humbled by it. He was very, very humbled by it. And that's what touched me the most. You know, when he got off that ship and he talked to, uh, uh, to Bezos, he said, I hope and I really hope that I never forget this moment right here. Oh, wow. Because that's what his life was, Star Trek, if you think about it. It wasn't T.J. Hooker? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Leo. (laughs) No, that was just a paid gig. Wow, what a a great moment. I mean, I also think that's probably a very cool moment for all of us, clearly for you. Yep. I got to watch it now. I'll I'll watch it tonight. I I didn't know at all. I had no idea. That's really cool. You know, I don't feel yeah. bad. I didn't know either until I saw it all over Facebook. 
Well, no, I knew it was coming. I knew he was I doing it. Well, I, I knew it was coming because I talked to somebody that he signed on with recently um, to do some promotion for him in a couple months. Um, and I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it was already here. I didn't, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Well, you know, I don't know if a lot of, if anybody out there realizes it, but uh, William Shatner is also a musician and a singer. And he's recorded oh. albums. I didn't know that. Okay. And one of the things he said was this inspired him to the point where he is writing a new album based on that experience. Oh, how cool. Right on, man. There you, you go. Well, there's I mean, the guy's 90. Of, Will he finish it? Hope so. Well, there's a great example of just sticking to it, never giving up, working hard. Exactly. Dedication. Exactly. And using what you talked about earlier, you know, passion, right. inspiration. Yeah, right. Passion, inspiration. But um, we have kept you for quite some time here. <laughs> oh, I have lost track of time. Man. No, I, I no, no, we're good. Um, Leo has another show that he produces tonight. Um, so on that note, I think we're going to have to wrap ours yes, up. Right, right. But can you hang on? Yeah, just don't go anywhere. Oh, yeah, of course. The show, we'll, we'll chat real quick backstage. So, Leo, It do sounds think? good, yeah. Uh, so thanks, thanks for having me, guys. Oh, Thank you. Totally. Oh, we're not uh, done. Oh, we're not yeah, done, done yet. Yeah. Oh, 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 okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, for me, just Google Leo Pond. You find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. I'm not going to say which is which, but more importantly, I run the Dorkening Podcast Network, uh, about 40 shows on a network. A lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. Matter of fact, we're going to be talking with them in about 15 minutes here and uh yeah we're gonna be doing another show live so stay tuned and uh so kirk where do you like people interacting with you on social media oh boy i'm the worst social media person ever so nowhere uh yeah man i'm i'm I'm, oh boy that's i guess embarrassing i'm so old school I'm, I'm, i'm so old school i Oh boy, how do I answer this? Send him to your agent. Send him to your agent. Well, I just, uh, I, I like with the chosen. There are so many people that that uh, really like my character and the show and stuff. But I don't do those those things. Uh, the instant messaging and all of that. I'm sorry. That, does that make me I, bad? Not at all. No. Not at all. No. Well, so if you want to get a hold of Kirk. Send up smoke signals. He will find you. <laughs> but well, better yet, take his acting class. Yeah. Yeah, if you really go. want to talk to him, take his acting class. That's how you get in touch with Kirk. There we go. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and philosophically speaking, part of the reason I, I, I would rather spend time with you guys, my son, my girlfriend, take a good walk, build a table, than doing this all day. Mm-hmm. Like I just I can't my mind just I can't, I can't do it I get really frustrated and I, I'm sorry if that sounds weak but no, not I'm, at all dude not. dude we're ripped out of the same page okay <laughs> different book but same page yeah. <laughs> but there's there's also uh, the wallertechnique.com and I guess you know if you if you go to those websites there's ways to contact contact us through there. So I guess that would be the wallertechnique.com or actorclass.com. But yep. those are two ways. And Sounds good. I'm not some kind of recluse weird person or something and we'll, we'll definitely get back to you, but I'm not the the instant messenger guy. <laughs> no worries. And I do have that information in the show notes up above, above, above down, down below. <laughs> Jeffrey. Yeah, don't Google me. Just go to stilltoken.com. 
Uh, you can reach out to us there. Uh, if you try and find my Facebook page, yeah, yeah good luck with that. Um, send me a friend request. I probably won't accept it unless I know who you are. Um, other than that, I live privately and publicly <laughs> online. <laughs> what the I, I, I don't know, Ben. Every I don't know. Week, every week it just changes. You never know what the hell is going to come out of his mouth. That was just genius. That's what <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like Jeff said, stilltoking.com. Uh, you can find shows just like this one tonight. Uh, all our past broadcasts are there. Everything that we're doing with the comic book, the filming, the hot sauces, our amazing guests, everything's there. We want to thank Kirk again for taking time out of his day today to come out here and entertain all of you uh, that watched and all of you that are listening later on. But to all our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do every day so people like us can do what we do every day. We're out of here. We'll see you next week. Wow. Well Peace said, out. Man. Hang out, Kirk. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Hang out. Hang out. Thank you. Honor and grateful to be here. Thank you. Yeah.